Welcome to The Magic of Coffee. I'm your host, Alex, and across from me, as always, I have Jordan here. We are a podcast about Magic the Gathering, nerd culture, and of course, coffee. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 9, the one before the last one. Yes, (laughs) for those who can't count. It's a hot day in the office. hot in here it is not hot in here it's fucking hot why are you like this it's not cold it's fucking freezing it's not hot it's i'm quite uncomfortable that's your fault that's not my fault yeah i'm saying it's your fault (laughs) i'll turn the air conditioning on after this we'll just have to let it run for a while yeah you give it like 30 minutes and then it'll it'll cool the whole thing down but anyways what's up summers are gonna be weird for you, yeah. I'm hoping to not be here. Well, that's fine. If you're not here, then yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. Let's no, I mean, like, not, not in Texas. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just going to call you. It feels yeah. good over here. How about you? I'll just sit right here the whole time. Uh, true. Very true. Uh, yeah, no. Hello. It's been a week. Since yeah. We recorded the last one. <laughs> Pretty sure. Uh, A lot in the magic world has actually happened, which is interesting. And you are, for some weird reason, extremely unhappy about it. I'm not unhappy about it. You're not unhappy about it. I call horseshit. I think I think people are wrong. There. I mean the the statistics are there. I mean, you and I can test it out today. I I built that replica, the first place one. That's fine. I. It's like it's literally okay. It's I, I'll, I'll just say it, whatever. It's cycling with a splash of blue in it for counters. Yeah. Y- wow. <laughs> yeah, it wins wow. games now. No, it how? It, I literally showed you the tournament that it won both I'm first aware, and but third. I don't understand how or why, right? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, cool, you throw, you have a splash of blue in there. Yeah. Whatever. Fucking is it decks destroy land? Like, you know. What? Yeah, there's giant cards in the is it decks that oh, destroy yeah, lands, yeah. you know? It's like, cool, all right, your your blue's gone. Wow. Okay. True. You know, it, I just don't get the counter stuff is all. Like, I don't understand why that has made it, you know, unstoppable i like cycling i do it's It's not it's not necessarily just counters the first place am i quiet to you no you're loud to me okay cool the uh it's hard because of this i can yeah yeah you're fine um it's improbable alliance is a different thing that they put in there so they have just flyers anytime they draw second cards which obviously cycling it makes sense um but it's also in the sideboard no it's main board that is sideboard on first place. First place Boros and Probable Alliance has three of them in main board. Oh, yeah, no, really. Right. Yeah, the only counters in here are negates and then glass casket, which glass casket's just removal. But it's it's just like. It's working, dude. Yeah, I want, but see, the I issue want to is, watch. Is you. there so much. Re- I have so much removal. That is not a problem. Right. You know, but it's like, cool, you have a 1 1. You have like 4 1 1. Fairies, cool extinction event. Now they're fucking gone. Like I have so many answers to cycling, you know. Oh yeah, so do and I. it's just like weird. And there's so much like graveyard removal running around right now too that I just I don't understand why cycling won first place. Is all. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. I have no idea why cycling is a thing right now. Yeah. It's just I find it. And this might be insensitive. I find it very funny that you're so bothered by it. I am bothered as well. It's not insensitive. You know, I just don't un- like it's like cycling will never turn into cauldron familiar. I don't think anything will ever turn into what cauldron familiar was. Um, but I mean, uh, cauldron familiar was extremely frustrating. But the, I do find that if cauldron familiar was was not banned, it's that could never beat on moth decks. Yeah. I mean, well, Onmoth had to get banned. Scoop. Yeah, like Onmoth, like there was a reason why that happened. I get yeah. it. No, you yeah, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Like, sure, but I just improbable alliance to me slows it down. It loses synergy. It's one less cycling card you can have. It's you know, just, and for a person, 
for my deck is it's all about like, you know, you're playing anything you can to get rid of my shit, right? Like you're trying to get Finn off the board and I'm just bringing him back, right? No, and yeah. then it, it's you know, more so, so empty your hand out, but. It's, I find it as a, it's a good way to chunk block. I'm not sure. I kind of want to play it in, in, a, in ranked mm-hmm. just to see um, how it works. Because, or I might just watch someone that plays this deck. Um, because it could, be, it could be as well, because this is best of three. It could be that cycling is trash in best of one. I don't know, because I don't follow that, that part of the, the magic scene. But I mean, you got two. You have two. Oh yeah, these are pretty much the same fucking deck. Yeah, I don't know why one's Naya, one's Boros, but what, or just Jessica, Jessica, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like Naya. The I I looked Jessica. down real quick and saw it, that was my bet. But yeah, yeah, like Naya, Naya is just adventures. Yeah, it's just Gribble adventures with a splash of white. Um, yeah, I don't know why Jessica. It's considered, especially when they're the same deck. But um, it's so confusing. But it's whatever. weird, you know. I don't know. I, it's it's not going to... I'm never going to do cycling. I don't care if it takes over 90% of the meta and everybody's just running cycling. Because that's why the Soul Guided Lanterns are there is to get rid of graveyards. Graveyards that also... That, I mean, yeah, graveyard If they run play into for another cycling deck. Another cycling deck, Demir deck, yeah. uh, Golgari decks, um, Rakdos... Like, graveyard removal in sideboard or hell, sometimes even mainboard... Do I even have? Yeah, I have mainboard graveyard control in my deck because it's like there's so much um, graveyard play right now, which is weird because there's only one card in my deck that actually is graveyard, like like air quote reanimation, and it's the uh, Bala stuff, where it's just like you get a card and yeah. uh, put it in your hands. Like that's the only thing, but the amount of like. You got Luris stuff. You got that fucking one one that turns into a five five. You got fucking uh, deep dweller. Yeah, dude, I know it's strong ass coffee. <laughs> I love it. But I'm curious to see. I'm I'm slowly getting my deck put together. Like there, I have staples, but it's just making sure that the that I uh, the deck is consistent and yeah. has synergy and. Works against all parties, kind of thing. Um, your deck seems to have just natural synergy. Obviously, it's a death. It's a death touch tribal deck. Like it's very easy to get that synergy there. Yeah, which is which is cool. But that said, like that's why I'm so curious to watch. Like once we start hitting platinum, like seeing that's when we start seeing the the meta meta decks, and yeah. I really want to see how death touch works because I think it'll work. Uh, like we've talked about in the past, I didn't play a lot of arena this week. I've been on a weird Minecraft gig. I don't know, man. I, I've been, we'll get into that later, but, um, yeah, like I am interested to see how death touch holds up. I, we, it's been a little slow in the past, but we worked on it over last week to, um, after the last week's episode to try and like get that synergy there and a little faster and a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I f- figured out with Death Touch is if I don't have Finn on the field, I need Hooded Blightfang on the field because everything else is a 1-1 one, one, or is like a 1-2 or whatever. Mm-hmm. They all hit for one, though. So it doesn't matter, you know, what the fuck I have out there. You know, I, Finn needs to be there or Hooded Blightfang does because if not, then I'm just doing – I'm chipping away, you know, at this guy. And typically it's a Yorian deck. And then usually by the time he gets the three health – he pulls some shit out of his ass, you know, drops a fucking omen of the sea and gets what he needs to. And then it's just like, yeah, your deck is solely based on like, I need to kill this fucker quickly. Yes. I have to kill. Realistically, it's I have to kill. If it's a Yorian deck in five turns, I have to get him off. Like, and that's like, oof. you know, realistically, if I can do it in three turns, that would be better. Because usually turn one and two is land for Yorian, then it's like turn three is cultivate, you know, so that's four lands on the board. And then usually like there's a migration path shit coming after that. Like, cause by turn five, you want to drop that ultimatum, right? That's seven land, six land. So it's like, yeah, you know, as fi- as quickly as possible, you yep. need to get that land out, um, you know, and that's, if not countering all the shit I'm doing, you know, on top of that, trying to make sure you don't die. But 
half the time, your index is they see against they go against death types. They're like, I'll just save all my shit, and then they drop an ultimatum, whatever. But I mean, th- that's that's the thing. Like, I've seen um, some. Uh, I've seen and I play a lot of uh, Garuda decks sometimes, and uh, yeah, just big big hitters like. They pretty much are solely just like keeping the enemy at bay until the mid range or end game happens. Um, that yeah, we just get smacked a lot. Like there's nothing we can do. Like yeah, like it's just w- what we have to do. As long as we can make sure the board stays relatively sane mm-hmm. um, and maintained, then we should be fine. Kind of thing. Um, I'm curious to see how this holds up against mono white. I've played it kind of with. Um, I've kind of played your deck a little bit, but um, not nearly as quite solidified as yours. But we also sat down and just looked at it like, okay, what do we need to fix? This is in best of one. This is what we're going to see over and over again. Yeah. Um, so it's like, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious about. I want Sultai Ultimatum to work for me because it's, it's definitely a deck that's up my alley. The Ultimatum decks are so fun. Like, Dude, I had I did Genesis Ultimatum at one point. I did fucking what the fucking another janky one that isn't necessarily Ultimatum, but it's um like the the Wilderness Reclamation decks. Mm-hmm. There were a couple other Jeskai esque decks that had the Ultimatums. I just liked the Ultimatums quite a bit back in the day when fucking um when uh, Fires of Invention were still on bands. Ooh, so good. Uh, I just found Bant Mutate. Ooh, where? It's uh, Aetherhub. If you go into Best of One Statistics, Bant is at the very bottom of 7-Day Standard Archetypes. It's that Bant mid-range, and then it's on top there. Uh, it's Abominable Snowman. I guess that's the person who... Up- no, Hello Good Games uploaded it. I don't know. But, um, yeah, Stone Cold Serpents, uh, Snakeskin Veil, which is new to me. Came out and called in. Put a 1-1 counter on target creature you control. It gains Hexproof until end of turn. That's very good. Selfless Survivor, you know, for that Tangled Floridian. Uh, Core Blade Master, uh, which came out in the card. Double Strike. Equip Warriors you control have Double Strike. Cub Warden. You know, because that's just a white mutate card. Gem Razor, Megatory, Grain Horn, Toski, Pouncing Shore Shark, and Two Auspicious Starix. Toski? Where is it at again? I'm sorry. I'm really wanting to see it. It's a best of one. Uh-huh. Go in Aether Hub, Deck Statistics, Standard Best of One. Deck Statistics. Where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? Ah, ah, best of one. I got it. Yeah, best of one. And then it's at the bottom of the popular arena standard archetypes last seven days. And then it's the Bant midrange at the very bottom. There's a few Bant mid-range decks kind of popping up, but... Snowman. Yeah, Abominable Snowman. I don't know why it's called Abominable Snowman, because there's no snow in any of it, but... Um, this is very strong coffee. Yes, it's very strong coffee. It. So, I may look into this, but... Dude, you want to make those adventures work so bad, which I think you could. Yeah, Mutate. I want it so bad. I will Mutate. I just think it's a really cool card type. I think it's probably the coolest uh, ability that they've made or whatever. Um, it's called In a Long Time. It's ability. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if you were to build this deck what the end game is because I'm not exactly sure. Like, sure, the Starics, but, like, there's no heavy hitters. It's just Toshki, I guess, and just it's being able to mutate onto him and just have him, um, you know, invincible and just slapping, you know. That makes sense. Yeah. And then having Selfless Survivor there. Um, I can already f- hear what I would put in this deck. Golma, the fucking Hydra. Oh, yeah. Or the, the Serpent, excuse me. Yeah, you know, there's it, it needs some work. It definitely needs some work. Like, there isn't a real end game here. But I'm trying to find the win rate here, but I don't see the... Yeah, thing. I don't see a win rate either. I mean, yeah, uh, like, decks like these, like, it's it's fun. Like, I'm, I'm rocking a Garuda deck... That's you know, but it's had yeah, you know, it's had it ha- it's had a lot of eyes on it, fifteen hundred eyes, almost five hundred you know exports in the last yeah. six days. So, um, 
you know, it's just, I, I like mutate, so I'm just looking through these. So, oh yeah, I do, I do, I do that quite a bit. Oh, this is in Mythic. Uh, uh, Bant mutates third from the top. Mm-hmm. There's a video on it. I'm not going to play it, but uh, I'm curious now. Um, I was looking at the statistics in Arena and Assistant, the best of one. This isn't like first to last place. This is just the amount of uh, people that play this. Mm-hmm. Percentage-wise, uh, you're not going to like it. Um, I don't like it either. But um, 61% uh, win rate and... It's mono white life gain. Yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck? That's one thing that I really like about your deck, because you're just like, okay, like make all get all this life and then let me else let me swing at you. You'll die with like fifty life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mono white, all right, easy. <laughs> yeah, as long as you can get rid of everything, like keep the keep the board and uh at your um advantage, then you got it for sure. Dude, feels bad. Uh fucking gruel, man. Gruel best of one is 58 win rate, which is good. It's over half, but... But, I mean, like, Sultai's 59, which is, I know, only 1%, but mono red, mono white, Demir, fucking mono green, all 60% and up. Yeah, it's... uh, You know, it's odd. It's interesting. The meta's in a weird spot. I think Strixhaven is going to... Once... Strixhaven, what is that? That's the next set coming out. Oh, right, right, right. Um, I don't think Strixhaven will change it. I think when Thrones rotates out after that is when things are going to change a lot. Throne, like, I think I think because of the amount of sets that we're getting, yeah, sure, we're not getting a core set, but we're going back to, like, Innistrad. Uh, but Which, by the way, if we go back to Innistrad and we have any kind of, like, as soon as that story is... is um, released. I'm gonna read it because I have a feeling we're gonna get Emra Cool Eons Torn again. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, I've been saying I think Eldrazi are gonna. At some point in time, they're gonna have to make a comeback. Come but El, but Emra Cool is still very much alive. Well, yeah, that's what you know. They're still hanging out in Zendikar and little Crystal Lee boys. You know, everybody knows not to fuck with them now. But um, Emra Cool is in Innistrad. Yeah, he's in the moon. In yeah, the moon. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember if I told you that or not. Because yeah. I was like, where the fuck is that fucker? Turns out it's a woman. She dummy thick. Yeah, dummy thick. Dummy thick. Um, yeah, I want to... Going back to cycling, like, I, I... I look at this deck, and it's like... Wh- why? Like, I can see, like... Okay, so Improbable Alliance is good for chunk blockers. Zenith Flare is the obvious win con. Um, you, I mean, you Shadows Verdict this deck and it's fucked. You, uh, what else? You Elspeth's Extinct- Night, El- Elspeth's Nightmare, Nightmare. Sorry, Extinction Event, um, Extinction Event, um, Airbro's Intervention, Airbro's Intervention. There's just so many cards that can deal with. So I, what I think it is, is it's what happened with Mutate. It's what happened with Cycling the first time. Is people didn't know it was coming. Right, it came out of nowhere. And it's winning and it's doing good. And then people go, Oh yeah, I know how to deal with this. Right? And then they just throw a card in there. Like just with rogues, Escape does really well against rogues. All right, cool. So we're just gonna you know, and it rogues started to dial back, right? It's just I think it just came out of nowhere and everybody was prepared for rogues, was prepared, you know, for mono red, mono white, Azorius Flyers, like the big hitters right now. Yeah. And they weren't prepared for cycling. You know, outside of like Yori Index, because they have an answer for fucking everything. How you doing? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, and like Death Touch does really well against cycling because, you know, it's, what is, you gonna hit me? What are you gonna hit me with? (laughs) It's gonna fucking die. Yeah, as long as you can get 10 poison counters on him, or poisonous counters on, on the opponent before they can Zenith Flare, shit's done. There's one card that I love that I refuse to take out of my deck, and if I could, and if it means that I have to take out an Ugin or something, fine. It's not in my main board because I have to see what the fucker's playing yeah. first. But it's um, I talk about it all the time. It's my favorite thing, and I'm not gonna lie. One day when you and I play together, I really want to play it against you. I want this card to. <laughs> so it's uh, oh, fuck Necromentia. Yeah, you've been talking about it a lot. Yeah. Recently. Like, choose a card name. Finn. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> choose a card name, Zenith Flare. Your index, choose a card name, uh, Emergent Ultimatum. Like, it's so good. I mean, sure, they, like, um, so if you had three fin, if you had all four fins in your hand, right, mm -hmm. and I played that card, you would get four two twos, which is uh, four two two zombies. That's the only like bad part about this card, but I mean four two two zombies versus your like turn four win kind of thing or turn fucking. It's that, three. and it's also like it's only a three drop. Yeah, you know? the la the other one, uh, um, um, Unmourned Ego, the one that I used to run before it rotated out, is yeah. the same thing. Ooh, there are ants all over there. Look your left side. Bro, where are you coming from? <laughs> we have an ant problem for some reason. Sorry about that. Yeah, we had, well, that was an interesting moment. There's a fucking another one. Kill it. I Do think it. It's the Do it. Ah. Onesies and twosies running around. Yeah, for if sure. we've stopped them from coming in, it should just be onesies and twosies. But yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, Death Touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what were we talking about? Dude, we were talking about cycling and then Death Touch and then kind of meta stuff. I am curious because I I do. I don't know. I, I find Death Touch to be pretty efficient, yet no one runs it. Yeah, I know. Um, and even as a person that was like talking mad shit about Tribal Death Touch back in the day, because it really wasn't good. Finn is what makes it good. Um, it's just interesting. I'm trying. To, I'm gonna look and see what this is. I, even this isn't. I can put. What you think? What you think? A mutate card in my deck. There's a lot of mutate cards you can put in your deck. It is um, the Apex of Death. Mm -hmm. Mutate. Yep. Death Touch Lifelink. Whenever this creature mutates, put any number of target creatures, target creature cards with total power 10 or less from your graveyard onto the battlefield. Ooh. What is that yeah. called? It's the Apex of Death. It's N-E-T-H-R-I-O, uh, -E Apex of Death. Oh, yeah. Don't we have the uh, alt art for that? Yeah, the Biolite plant beast form. Yeah. Dude, I love having cards. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, that'd be cool. We could try to figure, fit that in. Mm -hmm. We honestly could... I could take out the Hydra Boy and put him in there. You could honestly take out... Um, um, fuck, what is it called? Hold on. I love the silence. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's also me. I was I was trying to remember what the fuck. Um, the fucking uh, Aged Dream or some shit like that. The lands that you can pay like a certain amount. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could take that out because because technically, granted, this is going to be a little bit more expensive. It costs seven. Um, the biggest thing is making sure you can get the fucker out. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you can, if that can. Because I think the only thing that can that mutate can uh, get hit by is I want to test this because that would be cool. You could take those out, run two of those, and then you can just bring back literally everything. Oh yeah, because yeah, it's power yeah. two or less versus like the uh, that other lands. You have to have you have to tap out a certain amount. Mm -hmm. And granted, it might equal out, but you'll get more bang for your buck that way. Yeah, you know, and you'll have a five five death touch lifelink. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Do I have any of those? <laughs> okay, I got one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, I think Death Touch is... It, it. Whenever I watch your videos, I think it's a lot of fun. And... Um, and I think I think we can perfect it to where it's like mucho queso, you know. It's mucho queso. It's 
I'm still trying to figure out what I need to do for my deck. Like, it runs well. The problem is it's, I don't know. Dude, it's crazy because, like, I have, I only have 30 lands, mm -hmm. and I get mana logged so much. I don't know how the fuck that happens. So I'm still trying to work out the kinks and shit, but, but I'm, I'm quite enjoying this deck a lot. You know what I'm trying to find? And if, you, if anyone that's listening can find it, or you find it, I want to try to find a deck in the Sultai colors that allows me to take a card from my hand and put it in my, in my library. I cannot find a card that does it. There are cards that do that, but most of the time they're red. Yeah. And I can't exactly... I have red splashed in here, but it's only for the Planeswalker. For um, Tybalt. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, Tybalt's overpowered as fuck. Tybalt is very overpowered. Like, like obviously, you're going to be, but... Yeah, you exile anything, and anything. you can just play it. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was like, his minus eight is really weird, but it was like exile cards from all graveyards, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> I see now. Yeah, it's it's so good. I love getting him out. All I've right. only gotten him out a couple times because usually he'll get countered, or sometimes if I'm feeling kind of frisky, I'll bring I'll bring him out with the ultimatum. Mm -hmm. Because what's crazy about the ultimatum? This is I feel like it's cheating in a way. The ultimatum grabs monocolored cards. Yeah, Valky is monocolored. His flip card is Tybalt. So if I choose uh, Valky, when he hit before he hits the board, I can choose Tybalt or the actual mono-colored creature. So this, I think, if if I can, if I understand this right, Tybalt is the is literally the only card or the only multicolored card that uh, Emergent Ultimatum can grab, which is fucking overpowered. Yes, it is. Uh, to help break things up, I guess. Uh, we're gonna play a game. We play this game every once in a while. You usually play it against me. I do like games. What do you think the most expensive card in uh, Time Spiral Remastered is? Oh my fucking god! I'm not gonna look up the price, but can I look at the deck list? I'll tell you what the card is if you want to guess the price. Because there's a lot of cards in Time Spiral. Tell me the card. Uh, Thoughtsies. 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 Yeah. You know what's crazy? We own one of those. Yeah, I know. It's a twelve dollar rare usually, like the old one. The new one is more. Because mm -hmm. of the the pretty. Oh. Forty. Nope. Fifty. A mm. hundred. Mm. Ten. No. Twenty. <laughs> nope. Am I cold or hot? Uh, it's more than fifty, less than a hundred. Seventy. Mm, closer. Eighty. No. Nope. 75. No. Nope. 72. No. Nope. 60. Closer. 65. Yeah, 64, 85. The fuck? Yeah. Where's the... What do you think the most expensive not Black Lotus card is? Most expensive not Black, Black Lotus card in Time Spiral? Anything. In Magic in general. I also don't understand why that's a third... It's a $13 card right now, and I don't understand why. Thought seizes. It's agonizing remorse for one mana. True. Like in in the sense of like in modern and vintage and all those old games that will turn one reveal hand, you can plan your entire. That's why I run three duresses, or two. Sorry. Oh yeah. I need to run three. Jesus. Um, most expensive card in general. That's not Black Lotus. I'm assuming it's one of the poxies, mm -hmm. or one of the pox the gems. Is it from the first edition block? No. Is it? I don't know. Liliana Dreadhorde General, JP Altar. It is running. Wait, are you serious? For seventy seven thousand five hundred dollars right now, market price. Uh, Time Twister is being listed at fifteen thousand dollars, but market price is really like six. First of all, Time Twister is incredible. Yeah. Um, it's dude, a beta edition of Time Twister that's running for around 6000 But um, Time Twister is the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time Twister show... Yeah, 15K. Dude, Yeah. did you ever... Uh, were you around for Time Warp? 
Let's do it the time warp. Nope, no. nope, wrong thing. <laughs> I know. Um, time warp is, it's a five, um, it's a five drop, and all it says is target player takes an extra turn after this one. Back in the day, people would fucking clone that fucker. Oh, yeah. Because it wasn't like, there's a couple, like, um, there's the, um, what is it? Um, Alred's Empathy, create two, uh, to have much fucking, create two one one birds with flying, take an extra turn after this one, and then you exile it. But if you don't have an exile thing, you can get it from the graveyard, spam it. Like there are cards with flashback. I own those cards that give it uh, give cards in the graveyard flashback. Like it's Oh, I miss I miss the old days. How much is Oko going for right now, you think? God. I'm not gonna look it up. Oko probably well, he's banned in so much, probably twenty. Twenty two. Yeah. Rankle goes more for than Oko. Rankle is dude, I love cards like Rankle. Like Back in the day where, oh, what's that one card? It's being reprinted. There's a card. I think it's like a, um, it's negative X, negative X, life. Let me see if I can find this damn thing. Uh, yeah, the Great Hinge is the most expensive Thrones card right now. Really? Yeah, it's going for uh, 70 market price is about $75 for the full art. How much is the normal? Don't uh, we have don't we have some of those? Uh, market price for the normal is 45. But listings are as low as $50 for the full art and about 37 for the normal. We have a uh, Questing Beast full art is about $20. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah. Emberkley, about $20. Most expensive Zendikar card. Ancient Green Warden for it's still $15. Why? I don't know. It's probably for, from a different format because like, I never see th- I've seen that card a couple times when, yeah. I've, when I've played um, in Standard, and it's, it's... Oh, yeah, I know what the most expensive Caldem card is. Never mind. What is the most expensive Keldon? Uh, Vorclex. In the uh, Phyrexian text. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I'm trying to find this card. I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, my Ghidoria is the most expensive Ikoria card. Of course. Like, yeah, it's yeah. $48. Realistically, if we sold our magic cards, we could make a decent amount of money off of it. I mean, I'm going to take some of my old rares that I'm never going to use, and I'm probably going to throw them in, um, and then probably take a couple of these big ass boxes because I'm going to go through and start making um, start making EDH decks just for fun Um, because it's crazy it's like I'm tired of facing rogues or something Um, and then from there I'm going to sell a couple of them because I mean by the I want to get rid of a lot of these cards because I know we're going to get more cards from just opening up boxes and shit Mm -hmm. And like eventually we're just gonna run out of room. Like there are gonna be like keepsakes that I that I want. Oh, I found it. Death's Shadow. Okay. This is the most black card ever. So like Rankle's pretty it's like a, like an old school black card. Yeah. It's like each player does this, each player does this, like all of us have to do this. This card, I've seen people play it and it's fucking crazy. They play it with like necropotence, so they don't have a deck because it's all in their hands. They can't lose life because they have like a like they have, they have the platinum angel or whatever, but it's it's a one drop called Death Shadow. So cost one. It's a thirteen thirteen, and it says Death Shadow gets minus X minus X, where X is your life total. And so I've seen people with platinum angel. So let me read off platinum angel. Angel. Platinum angel states. You can't lose the game, and your opponent can't win the game. So essentially what people do is they go to zero. So you have a 13-13 for, for one, and then you just keep swinging until um, the other team goes to zero. And then because they can't win, but they can lose. But you can't lose. You can win. Jesus. It's so stupid. Black is black, black is so dumb. I love it. Old school black or whatever. Yeah. But anyways, this was a tangent. Anyway, standard. I love cycling, right? Don't you? <laughs> I love cycling. I love rogues. I love mono white life gain. 
No. It's my favorite thing to face always. No. Yeah, it's not. Oh. How do you feel about? I mean, you faced a lot of um, of Yorian decks. How do you? What's your? I, I know you fucking hate cycling. I know you hate rogues. You oddly don't hate Demir Super Friends, my Demir Super Friends. But how do you feel? Oh, excuse me. How do you feel about Yorian? Uh, I like Yorian deck. I like going against Yorian decks. Like there's so many variants of them where it's because you're allowed to have so many variants of them because it's an 80 card deck. Yeah. Um, it's not bad. Like I enjoy going against them. It's uh, it can be frustrating at times, but I th- I consider it a challenge of trying to beat them. I enjoy. I just I like them. I'm not against them. You know. Um. It's again frustrating. It's just rogues is so dumb. I hate rogues and I hate <laughs> everything else. Um, no, <laughs> like cycling again, cycling. If you want to play them, go ahead. Right. I'll enjoy beating you. As will I. So, but again, I think rogues is. Can we do something? Sorry. Today? Cycling is just temporary. What? You you and I both have these the cards to make these decks because we made cycling decks back in the day. And the only things that, that have changed are like uncommon uh, cards. Can you make one and I've already made one and then I'll play you best of one to, s- to make sure that you can beat it. Like we do it a couple times so I can make sure that I'm used to it. And then you play me best of three so I can make sure I can beat it. Yeah, we can try it. I mean, we have other things happening tonight. But. We're going to masturbate together. Sure, yeah, all right. Sick, sick, sick. Coffee time. (laughs) Theme song, go. Theme song, go. Yes, back, back, <laughs> big back. Back. Uh, what the fuck is happening, dude? I'm tired. Uh, we, so have a, we, have a, we have a monster spawn in our in the fucking apartment. So yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. My brain is everywhere else right now. But the, uh, so we, this week we are trying Green Mountain Coffee Roasters Dark Magic. They dark roast with deep. Or sorry, bold, deep, and intense, and intense, with dried fruit and chocolate notes. I it is a hefty boy. Yeah, it's it's uh, to say the least hefty. Um, which is fine. It's good. I like it. Um, I would say less than last week's, but I I could agree. I could agree. Um, this is. This is a bold that is like I I enjoy it like I could drink this yeah but I think it's just a hair too bold for me like I prefer it over like a medium roast for sure yeah it's just it's woof. it's it's it it kicks you in the throat a little bit yeah it is almost as dark as you can get in coffees for sure I uh, Close I saw two as like a uh, with Symmetra blend. I'm not into dark roasted coffee, so I don't remember what it's called. But there's like some real dark, dark roast coffees. But Yeah, the only time will tell how strong that shit is. I mean, I, I, I like it. I, I'm super into dark roast. I also like when I was shopping around for coffees. I was just looking around and, and I saw a couple that I liked. And then this one, it was like, okay, let's look at the, the Green Mountain stuff. And then I saw Dark Magic and I was like, ooh. And then I looked at the scale, so obviously no one can see this, but but there's a little scale. Um, the left side is going to be light, and the uh, right side is going to be dark. Mm-hmm. And there's two, four, six, eight. There are ten little triangles to indicate how dark and light as far as flavor profile. And this is fucking eight. <laughs> like, dyed fruit and chocolate notes. 
I don't know what notes they think we're supposed to be tasting, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. just taste dark ass coffee. I just <laughs> the <laughs> you didn't get to see it, but the expression I made on that first sip was uh, I it was so funny. Uh, interesting to say, in, intense. I would say to say the least. I like it. Um, I I think for the purpose of of this coffee specifically, if I needed a cup of Joe to like wake up, I'd have to put an espresso in this. Yeah, it's not a strong cup of coffee. You know, it's definitely like a. I don't know what kind of what human being would want to drink this uh, regularly, but. <laughs> I mean, I like it, but yeah. I mean, it's 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 also like, this is so dark that it it, it kind of defeats the purpose on like a morning cup of Joe, you know. Like, to be honest, I'm in the event of my um, camping, because I'm going to get a kettle and then I'm going to get a um, uh, French press, mm-hmm. you know. Do you, have, do you still have the small one or did you throw it away? Because I think I need to get a small one. Small French press? Yeah. Yeah, I got rid of it. Okay. I uh, turned into a science experiment. Got it. Hurt, hurt, hurt. <laughs> yeah, I need to get a small one. Um, but yeah, I'd probably go with like Valhalla Java or if I get a... Or if I get a, a right next to you, I think they're just whole ass spawning. Am I? Are we? Are we dead? Hold on. <laughs> Pause the podcast. Uh, if this um, is my hell. This would be rather boring. <laughs> just in a purgatory, killing ants, just yeah. playing Magic the Gathering. Oh, that would, It wouldn't suck. It would just. I would hope that rotation would still be a thing because I don't want to stick around in a world of rogues. That would be hell. Uh, hell. <laughs> Cycling's good now. Ah! Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I'd probably do Valhalla Java or a medium roast. Um, yeah, maybe I'm not like a, a dark roast. Or I could, I could probably go the uh, last week's coffee. That that shit was good. How much was that? Uh, like twenty bucks, twenty three yeah, bucks. That's maybe? not bad at all. Yeah, not bad compared to what I bought for next week. Yeah, yeah season finale, baby. But uh, yeah, I, I I like the coffee. Um, as far as magic goes, I mean, we we went pretty in depth on that whole thing. I yeah. mean, there's no spoilers of any kind. Nah, uh, those won't start coming out till the end of the month. Uh, like really, yeah. They I just mean, did a quick little like, oh my goodness, oh wow, yeah. Uh, what I do want to get into is some Destiny stuff. Sure. Uh, the this week at Bungie, the Twab uh, came out, and the patch for Tuesday. Is bringing in stasis nerfs. Oh, what? Shatter dive removed damage resistance from shatter dive. Added a four second cooldown between activations of shatter dive. That's good. Wither blade, withering blade, the shurikens decreased withering blade damage against players from ninety to sixty five. Decreased withering blade slowed stacking applied to players from sixty to forty stacks. So it's just going to take longer to slow down to freeze them decrease target acquisition range from withering blade after it impacts a player from 12 meters to eight meters um and most of the pve stuff is unchanged yeah dude no the 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 target acquisition on there is real bad (laughs) like go fuck yourself grenades i want my fucking shoot again grenades are gonna come uh titans glacial quake removed aoe freeze against players on super activation thank god (laughs) Uh, will still freeze PVE enemies on cast. Reduce damage resistance while in super from fifty from sixty percent to fifty percent. So it's just harder, easier to kill him. Yeah. Increase the energy cost of using uh, Shiver Strike within Glacial Quake from three percent to seven. It's the they're like the, punch thing which melee. helps them zoom across the field. Yeah. Using a combo of Sliver Strike into a heavy slam attack will now cost the full super energy. Of both the Shiver Strike and Slam. Interesting. Uh, Shiver Strike increased downward velocity applied to Shiver Strike players when they are slowed to pull them out of their air move more strongly. Winter's Wrath improves tracking of Winter's Wrath projectile because they did nerf it pretty bad. Um, Now tracking strengths decay from its maximum value over 10 seconds instead of 2.2 seconds. Increase the size of Warlock Super Projection proximally detonation radius from 1.5 meters to 1.65 meters mm-hmm. all right the proximity detonation now starts at its largest and scales down to 40 percent over time uh phenomenal blast decreased phenomenal blast range against players from 80 to 30 damage 
PVE damage is on the. Yeah, yeah. Ice Slayer Vaults, uh, which is, I guess, their melee attack. Fix a bug where Ice Slayer Vaults would continuously try to switch targets. Instead, increase target acquisition range uh, by 33%. Increase tuning sp- turning speed of Ice Slayer Vaults so they can more effectively hit nearby targets. And then Chaos Reach. Mm. Oh. Decrease the amount of super energy refunded when canceling Chaos Reach early. Ah, there we go. Finally. Uh, Dust Field Grenades. Reduce how strongly Dust Field Grenades pull players inward. Damn it. Effectively reducing the pull range from 9.5 meters to around 6 meters. Uh, Reduce the slow stacking applied to players by the grenade. Uh, Detonation from 20 to 10 stacks. Detonation. uh, Reduce the slow stacks applied to players on each tick of the grenade from 10, five, 10 to 5. Uh, stasis crystals reduce crystal shatter damage against players. Um, whisper of change reduce whisper of change damage resistance bonus while in super from 25% to 5%. Jesus. Uh, that's really it, but stasis is getting a huge nerf in the game, which I think will help balance it a bit more. Um... I don't think they're they're trying not to kill this like right. They're trying not to kill the class. It's new. It's fun. I don't. I don't. I for someone that exclusively uses, excuse me, um, stasis in PvP, it is overpowered. Dude, the amount of times that like I've been getting better at it, but like just jumping and then like someone with a hand cannon and I just like I have it hot keyed to my scroll, just like shatter diving, just over and over again like that never having a cooldown on that is so fun because and overpowered because it whether it's whether it's the enemy's glacier or it's the allies glacier i can hit all of them yeah um so giving a cooldown to it is smart my favorite thing to do ever since i've gotten fell winters is running is throwing my nade two of them get sucked in and then i point blank shoot both of them and then because the radius is so wide that it kills both of them and i just get two free kills because i sucked them in yeah that's one of the biggest things it's not the most overpowered thing about the uh about that particular um oh i have too many keyboards in front of me let me switch to stasis really quick just so i can look it's uh oh yeah the, the dust field i can never remember what that's called um but dude, if you if you watch, if I were to throw it at an enemy shield, it damages that shield. Um, it damages it. It does so much to like random shit throughout the map, and it's it's so overpowered. Like yeah, it is. The, the stasis is overpowered for sure, and like hopefully it'll still be balanced enough to where it, it'll fit in the in PvP. Because if not, of course everyone's just gonna fucking go um, fucking spectral blades again, you know. Because running Spectral Blades and then running the uh, Graviton Forfeit, like, just be invisible always, heard that. Yeah, I know. So it's not... It's March 23rd is when it's coming. So not this Tuesday, next Tuesday. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to abuse the fuck out of it until then. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you know, um, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see how it's going to... Uh, how it's going to affect um because first of all like like especially with titans like when i'm face when there's a titan with an ultimate on the other on the other side of the uh on the other team and i'm trying to kill it like the odds of me killing it is pretty like non-existent yeah however warlocks in their ultimate it's a little easier to kill them um versus like yes i know hunters are overpowered as fuck um with their supers but if you can if you can headshot me while I'm doing my hunter super in stasis, my it'll the the fucking thing will fizzle. As long as you can time it right. If I don't get that second um, pickaxe down, then the stasis fizz, uh, the stasis uh, ultimate fizzles, and it's 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 frustrating when it happens. But it's also nice because like our the hunter stasis ultimate is very overpowered. So I think everything will, I think it'll I think it's slowly going to get balanced. And it took them long enough to just look at PVP and be like, "Oh, this is a crapshoot right now." Like maybe we should fucking fix this. Like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. You know? What are you reading? Um, it's the Presage 
Presage? Yeah, no, the Presage uh, Scannables. Oh. Is, uh, there's a lot of people that are like, I can't find any more Scannables. And it's like, you have to <laughs> scan all of them per week, right? There's like three available each week or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't scanned all three of them, the next three won't unlock next week. And they were just mm -hmm. like reiterating that. I'm just like, hey, cards. <laughs> and yeah, but. <laughs> well, shit. But yeah, so that was just kind of what I wanted to bring up or right, at the tail end here because it just came out and. It was interesting, and it is good to talk about. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only thing that I have so far, I mean, updates on the van. My vent fan should be here, should be here, here tomorrow. Um, and then from there, just waiting for a, a couple more parts and then head up, um, head up to Oklahoma, get that installed, and then start, start the journey. Um from there, well, that'll be once I get up there, mm -hmm. then then a lot of the updates will start coming in because we're trying to like it's very unrealistic, but we're trying to knock out all of the upgrades in like two days. Good so, Lord. like, I get there in the morning, yeah. we immediately start, take a break at the end of the night, stop, go to sleep, wake up, rinse and repeat. Like, we just want to keep it going. Um, because the like, I don't, I wouldn't mind staying up there for longer, it depends on like my budget as well, but. Also, at the same time, it's like, like I need to get this shit done already. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, that's all I got so far. I mean, music stuff is kind of at a halt until I start taking trips. So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I would recommend Instagram, uh, The Magic of Coffee. Um, if you're listening to this, clearly we're not filming right now. You can go to our YouTube channel, uh, The Magic of Coffee, where we have Drunk Magic. Road to Mythic, uh, random other nerdy things. I ate some weird Kit Kats, things like that. Um, yeah, if you have any uh, concerns, questions, recommendations, anything along those lines, you can email themagicacoffee at gmail.com. And I think that's uh, all our little plugs. Yeah. Um, it's the first time in this entire series that I've been able to do that properly. Yeah, we've both been able to do it. In general, so. Yeah, thanks for listening. And enjoy your morning. Mm -hmm.